0: It's not another Buffalo podcast with John. As PTSD from our childhood. Like every single time, I threw remotes at the TV. I I saw that sh- twice a year
1: for seventeen years. <laughs> Rando, we have this trust built uh, on you know, whatever it is, like Bibles and gold bricks and whatever, Brandon Bean's drinking over there. Um,
2: How'd you like to be Trevor Lawrence, though? You're like, all right, man, here I go. First overall pick, I'm going to Florida. And then it's like, you just signed up for a job, and in the interview, they were like, oh, we like to have a lot of fun here, you know, and then you get the job the first day of work, and the entire cubicle's on fire, and your boss is taking a dump on the carpet.
0: All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. i John, I'm here with Pat and Brando. You can find us on Twitter at NotBuffPodcast. podcast. Uh, we're part of the Buffalo Rumblings collection of podcasts. So, Brandon, you were uh, you were at the big game Friday night, and uh, you know I know by the time this episode comes out, it'll be Wednesday and almost a week since that happened. But I think that it was such an important event and might be a, a big milestone. You know, when it when we look back at the Sabers two years from now and say that might have been the moment that the fan base bought back in and the Sabers were really poised to be good after that so tell us tell us about your Friday night how was it inside the arena because I mean I watched it I had I had to use you know it's like I turn on ESPN plus and it's blacked out because I'm in Nashville and it's the Predators like
1: terrible coincidence yeah I forgot so I had to go back
0: to my site that I stream all the Bills games on and uh buffalobills.com app yeah must be yep (laughs) from Nashville (laughs) yeah But so, so what was it like in the building? Because it was, I mean, I was, I had goosebumps watching it on a tiny little screen.
1: So just let me paint the picture for you before we even get there. Uh, I usually Uber down, right? Cause I'm like 10 minutes from the arena. Um, but my friend, she drove down and like I was telling you guys, it was like, I think she said six or seven parking lots that she got turned away from because they were full saying this never happens. It's never been this full ever. Um, so that was wild i mean you're sitting there just watching droves of people come in there was lines right when the door opened people were there to get their banners um their rj banners and it was crazy i saw a lot of people that i knew there it was real cool if i bumped into anybody at the the arena um sitting third row packed i sat next to people i sat behind people for the first time ever at a sabers game like i couldn't put my arm on the person's like seat next to me because there's somebody there, which does not happen often. I mean, um, you, but could
0: have, you could have done it anyway, but that probably would have been weird. <laughs> no, they were
1: super cool too. They were, their kid went to RIT. He's in like my dad's program. So we talked, you know, small world, typical stuff. Nice, nice. Um, but all the goals were right in front of me. The place went nuts. I love that the ovation for the RJ ceremony was done really well. They had all the alumni hearing him talk. He, they put on a show. You got your money's worth. Um, and they... Earned a lot back from us as fans in the city. Um, but the fact that they came out hot part of the game and they scored what they had a three goal first period, it was tied three, three, six goals in the first period. But the Sabres led most of the way. The Preds tied it up at the very end of the first period. But that first goal, uh, three minutes after the standing ovation, it was right in front of me. Like you can literally see me on TV. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and the building blew up and it was awesome. There was let's go Buffalo chance. The wave went around for like an obnoxiously long amount of time. Cause you're kind of like, am I going to stand up again? Like are that was here something still? I
0: noticed on TV actually, yeah. because I don't know if that I'm, I'm assuming the camera broadcast angle is the same no matter if there's people there or not, but there were people's hands up like blocking the camera and I'm yes. like, have they been putting the cameras slightly lower because there's usually been nobody there or standing up with their arms up recently? Like you could see actually I could tell you on, on TV
1: because that that is the last row of the stadium. The fans, the camera doesn't move. It's stationary in the camera room in the press box, which is that like in between that 200 and 300 level. And then there's another one in between the 300 level and the roof, like the ceiling. Gotcha. Um, And they did a screenshot on Twitter. It was like the last time that they had seen the fans fist bump was the Jeff Skinner overtime goal when they won their 10th game, which the game I was also at, which was wild. That was probably the loudest the building had been since that moment. Um, I was
0: listening to that driving here in Nashville, like on the GR app, like at at the time, I still remember where I was when, when that goal happened.
1: Yep. When Jack Eichel said it's the loudest that building had been in a decade, he's full of (laughs) Um, Again, I'm going to keep saying that, but there was two, Mount Rushmore, like bring your fanhood to life. You'll talk about this again for a long time games this year. And it was Vegas coming to Buffalo, beating Jack. Jack And it's this RJ night and both led to big wins. Both showed what this franchise was made of. Both of them were like gritty games, a little bit of back and forth. And both of them had the new fingerprints of the new players on this roster contributing to wins in those games. Like Tage Thompson almost had a hat trick. He was inches away from a hat trick. I'd never seen a a hat trick live. And I look at the guy next to me. I was like, yo, he's going to get it. And I was like, he comes out on the ice with like 37 seconds to go. And he just whiffs that puck wide. I was like, no, Uh, but it was great game. Uh, Everybody there was awesome. The place was, was Liddy, 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 as they say, Uh, something like that.
2: Liddy, itty bitty committee,
1: something. (laughs) Um, so I was just happy to be in the building, it was really fun. Um, it was a good evening. So, go Sabres, dude. That's awesome. That's awesome.
0: But, well, why don't we get into our main topic for today? Um, we seemed everyone to seem to like uh, the car comparisons for AFC teams, so we're gonna do a little bit more of that and then later we'll get to some quotes with Pat. Um, but we figured the next most important division. This upcoming season, at least when it comes to the Bills, is probably the AFC West, you know, obviously second to the AFC East, which we already did. And uh if you didn't hear that episode, it is back in the feed a little bit. But yeah, NFC or AFC West. We've obviously got the Chiefs, the Raiders, Broncos, and Chargers. So four teams that have pretty high expectations for this upcoming year. And so you guys you guys want to start with the Chiefs? I feel like they're the uh the most relevant to the Bills and you got a you got a car comparison. If if the Chiefs were a car, what would they be?
1: Well, I'm gonna go with. You're gonna see a theme to my choices here, just so we're all all aware. Um, and this car model was manufactured by Pontiac between 1954 and 1966. Um, it was Pontiac's top trim package at the time, and it's the Pontiac Star Chief. It's their sports car. They had. Back in the day, it's got that retro look. The headlights are pumped forward. It's a lower rider to the ground. It looks like a fancy sports car. Um, So I think that is going to be my pick for the Chiefs. But I'm going to remind everybody that that car has been around for a while now. And there might be cars that are better than that. In this term, in this time of (laughs) this term, (laughs) in this time of life, uh, other franchises might have fancier, newer technology and uh, you know you might have lost your fastball a little bit if you're still going to put one of those engines in. Like compare it to one of the cars that you have today. I like it,
0: Star Chief. Yeah. So they're basically like the Houston Oilers because they don't exist anymore. Something like that could be. But the Chiefs are a 2009 Nissan 350Z who just had its aftermarket turbo removed with Lewis Hamilton at the wheel. So important caveat there. So those of you who don't follow F1, Lewis Hamilton is widely regarded as one of the best drivers in the world. He won seven championships in a row.
1: He's a goat. He's the goat. Yeah. He's considered the goat.
0: And he, this year is struggling a little bit because Mercedes has the third fastest car out of the major manufacturers, at least two races in. And so, so I think that there are a 350 Z because they had their fastball taken away from them. Being quick was the best thing that they had going for them with Tyreek Hill. But They've still got somebody very competent at the wheel, um, who just might be handicapped by a, a certain lack of weapons. So, three fifty Z, and not a nice looking one, like an ugly one.
1: The ugly red. Yeah. Not ugly, the no, not the cool red, the ugly red. Yeah. But
2: anyway, so Pat, who are who are the Chiefs this year? I think those Kansas City Chiefs are like a uh, Hummer H three. Uh, pretty durable and reliable in all environments, rain, sleet, snow, sand, except the engine costs a lot of money. And the other parts of the Hummer may suffer because that engine takes a lot of money and time. And um, the entire Hummer might be destroyed and rot, but you'll still be putting gas in it. And that engine will still probably be cranking. That's right, Pat Mahomes. Your window's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. But I hope you like making as much as you do per year because this is not going to last forever. <laughs> Hummer H3, Kansas City Chiefs. You heard it here. That's first. a good
1: pick. You no, know, I had Hummer H2 on my board because they don't make it anymore. And it's not the same without Tyree Kill. So I like where your brain is at.
0: Nice. Nice. All right. Who do you guys want to do next? Uh, Broncos? Sure. Or do you want to do Raiders first? I like the Broncos. Okay. Let's do Broncos. All right, Brandon, you want to go first? Yes. So I'll go second. So we give Pat time to uh, get his configure.
1: The way that I look at this, uh, I obviously had a theme going into this and I have to stick to this theme. So um, this car is an SUV built for the thrill seeker, the sight seer and the day tripper to enable your journey this rugged build puts utility in the foreground with a purposeful design that includes newly available quarterback or also Wilson with easy to clean surfaces and a ton of interior space. Thanks to the wide receiver room, the running back room and the defense, the four by four capability and the goat modes goes over any type of terrain will help him with the defenses in the AFC. And this vehicle, if you don't know is the 2022 Bronco sport SUV, uh, we are going to label the new Denver Broncos, the Broncos sport, because with Russell Wilson, they can compete anywhere.
0: Nice. I like it. Do you think that they have like a police chase mode too, like sand sleet or or, you know,
1: like- I don't know, but I was just watching a video the other day. I don't remember who it was. Maybe it's uh, Ryan Clark, but he somebody was calling Russell Wilson, the biggest square ever. So I don't think he'd ever get in a police chase.
0: That's true. I'm not saying Russell Wilson. I'm just saying the vehicle.
1: Yeah, I know. Seems appropriate. They're they're one and one right now. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. OJ. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of OJ, I should take a sip out of my mug. Yeah. Yes. That
2: cold hey, OJ.
0: Honestly, oh. like the uh the whole getting a new stadium thing might be the perfect sidestep for the Bills to never have to address the OJ thing. Like they'll never have to take him off of the wall. They just won't put him on the new wall.
1: <laughs> yeah, I it's interesting, you know, we don't have to talk about this right now, but like he committed his crimes twenty years after he played for the Bills, right?
0: yeah yeah yeah. I guess so,
1: it's- like if Jim Kelly runs from the police tomorrow are we taking his name off of
2: if he kills nope. his wife yeah if, <laughs> if, obviously nope. I, I'm nope. just I don't know nope. it's a debate whatever nope. you want to say nope 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 <laughs> leave him up there leave him up there we don't have very like, much to celebrate out here I dog. feel like this
0: topic is well over our heads as <laughs> like we need a ethics specialist
1: on <laughs> To Even, figure this one out, I don't Celebrate know if any of us qualify as ethics specialists.
0: So, what'd you say, Pat? <laughs> Celebrate the art, not the artist. <laughs> that's funny. Wow, that's that's, that's hilarious! Crazy. All right, I think the Broncos are like trading in your Chevy Suburban for a Corvette. You're riding in style now, but how are you going to get the family around? They had traded Noah Fant away, who was one of their best young talents. Obviously, they still have a great weapon at wide receiver, but. I don't know. I also they traded in their first and second round draft picks for the next 2 years as well as some other picks in there too. So it's like you're mortgaging your future. You're not going to have cheap young talent unless you draft amazingly from rounds 3 to 7 for the next 2 years. So
1: you know the only uh GM that drafts amazingly in those rounds, Brandon
0: Effing Bean. Yeah. But so yeah, I think that they're like a
1: uh,
0: they're like trading in your Chevy Suburban for a Corvette. But Pat, what do you think?
2: I think that these Broncos are like a 2006 Mercedes G-Wagon, potentially with a um, reimagined engine and interior. On paper, it's a Merc G-Wagon, classic, iconic car. I mean, on paper, it should get you from point A to point B in style, possibly relatively fast. But it's an 06, so you got to think. There's not too many miles left on it before the old engine blows. And I mean, at that point, you could probably have a nicer car, but you're just driving this because it's got the BMW logo on it. Now, I'm not saying that there's any other car that would be at the Russell Wilson level, but I think you are paying for the uh, Mercedes peace sign when you do uh, get behind the wheel of that vehicle. So
0: Nice. Nice. I like it. Broncos are interesting. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. That entire division is interesting because I think that I'm more in on the Raiders being sleepers than the Broncos at this point, which might differ from public opinion. I'm not sure, but honestly, I, I think that the chargers are probably going to win that division this year. If I had, if I had to bet on it, I would probably bet on the chargers, but I don't know who knows. I mean, they speaking of the chargers, let's just, let's just do the chargers right now. So Brandon, who do you, who do you got?
1: Well, I would agree with you as this is probably the best car that I will pick for these teams. Um, this car is ready for action and it is defined by its speed and performance it has a menacing 797 horsepower with a supercharged 6.2 well hemi high output v8 engine and it's the uh most powerful mass-produced sedan in the world um it's got a sleek style uh it's it's i uh, got a bold grill and a insanely recognizable body and uh some may say that Uh, It can zoom like lightning and um, you can hit the road in style. So I'm obviously going to pick the uh, Dodge Charger. And when it comes to defense, uh, they have your back. The advanced standard and available features help keep you safe whenever you're on the road. So the defense looks to come up this year uh, and the horsepower with their young quarterback and their weapons looks to take another step. And now they really don't have a competitor that I think can keep up with their weapons. You know, if you go weapon to weapon, the charger is gonna be better than that nineteen fifty-eight uh, you know, Star Chief car that we listed earlier. It's true.
0: I'm starting to figure out that it's much funnier to do bad teams <laughs> with these comparisons. Because <laughs> yes. the AFC West is stacked, right? So we They're haven't had stack. any Jets or Dolphins comparisons, even though the Dolphins really aren't even gonna be that bad this year. But Anyway, I'll, I'll We're go saying ahead. that
2: optimistically on the show. LOL. Yes, exactly.
0: But, but um I think that I think the Chargers like a, are like a Porsche 997. So I'm looking at this, and I had to look up what's the most unreliable sports car there is because <laughs> I think that they are a sports car. They've got weapons. They've got speed. They've got superstars. All they got to do is put it all together. But for some reason they've kind of choked in in late in a lot of games uh, recently. So including against the Raiders at the end of last year, you know, we all remember that debacle with the whole like, okay, they could tie and both bank make the playoffs and then, you know, kind of made a timeout mistake there. But, but yeah, so I, I think that they are like a Porsche 997 beautiful car, by the way, but um, known for being unreliable. So Pat, what do you got?
2: I think these chargers are like a 2022 Jeep Gladiator, um, pretty much all-terrain, real nice. Got that reliable, durable Jeep engine. I'm talking about Mr. Justin Herbert. But the thing is, man, you could buy a truck for the same price. In all practicalness, why would you pay $60,000 for um, you know, a Jeep Gladiator when you, you, you could probably get a truck that does better for the same price? it's cuz it looks flashy. It looks cool, dog. I mean, we'll see when it snows, but Jeep Gladiator of the AFC. AFC West boys.
0: I like it. I like it. All right, so all we got left is the Raiders, who I honestly think are not only my sleeper pick in in that division uh, as to maybe make a wild card. Um the
2: AFC.
1: When you say sleeper, you mean sleeping because they suck? The <laughs> so like like
0: well, I mean, let me let me just do my car comparison. Too, go ahead. I, first. I think first. that this will help explain my opinion better okay. because I really don't know what to think of them. But I'm excited because of the pieces they have. I think Derek Carr is one of the few
1: underrated quarterbacks vroom, at vroom, his age. Derek Carr, maybe <laughs> who's got to make the pun first? I will. I will. All right. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> I didn't even, that wasn't planned, man. I wasn't even going to go there. Well, if it was planned, I'd be
0: checking in on you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I, I don't know. Have you guys seen the new Mustang Mach E? It's an electric SUV, but it's called a Mustang Mach E. Have you guys seen pictures of it? Maybe seen one on yeah, the road. It's the here Mustang and there?
2: hatchback, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of so looks like a mom car. It yes. So anyway, I think that the
0: Raiders are like the new Mustang Mach E. It's got some pieces from all over the place, and it's like kind of flashy, but it's kind of too soon to see if it's going to be a success or not. And so you've got a lot of great pieces from like Mustang piece, that's great. You just picked up the Mustang piece, the sporty piece by picking up DeVonte Adams. Like you just added a huge piece of wide receiver, some speed, some sportiness, if you will, with the with the car. You've also got the SUV part, which is kind of like the dependable uh get your kids around car, which is Derek Carr. Solid foundation. He's not a Corvette or anything like that, but he's, you know, he's utilitarian. He's a good QB and he's like He's right above the floor that you need to be a successful NFL team, I feel like. And you've also got the electric vehicle part of it. It's so they've got all these things coming together, and the electric vehicle part of it might be, you know, the wild card to how it's going to sell. And I think the wild card is their coaching situation at this point. I I would have been higher on them if they had hung on to Rick Bisaccia at the end of last season rather than going with Joshy McDoink, Josh McDaniels.
1: John, I think that's a good analogy because I would say the first dudes like putting premium gas in your car with the same roster. And now this guy is just regular gas. Right.
0: Or electric, which actually is probably better than gas in a lot of ways. So uh, we're losing the metaphor here, but yeah, I just, I think that, I think that the the Raiders might find themselves in a similar situation like last year where they're competitive, but you know, the, one of their big Achilles heels is their coaching. So I don't know.
2: And then Derek Carr's eyeliner starts to run. (laughs) Uh,
0: Pat, who do you think the, uh, the 2022 Raiders will be like,
2: I think they're like a Buick Enclave. Now, man, you know me, I'm not a man of excess, but if I were to drive a reliable, um, SUV, I'd probably choose like a, uh, GMC Suburban shout out Biggie Smalls or um you know potentially a G Wagon something flashy right but you see you see the Buick Enclave on commercials and it's like J D Power safety award winner and it's got all these features and I'm like well geez I don't even know anyone that would drive a Buick besides maybe like my grandma or like an elementary school principal but at the end of the day the car still rips it's just I don't know very <laughs> many people that drive it so I'd have to see it ride around on the on the on the test course a couple more times before I would uh, consider purchasing it but. Survey says it looks good.
0: That's what my grandma used to drive. Yeah? Yeah.
2: Mine too, man. Beautiful. <laughs> nice. I feel like that's a common P, thing. Connie Caprio.
0: <laughs> Brandon, what about you? Who do you All think right. the uh, 22 Raiders are like? Wrapping up ca- our uh, analogies here.
1: I'm capping my theme here. There is a 2009 version. This model ran from 06 to 2009, and I believe they're bringing it back. Supposedly in 2021, they said that. So I don't know if what's if that's current or not. I did not look farther than that. But I'm going to say the 2009 Mitsubishi Raider. It is a midsize pickup, rear wheel rear, rear drive. So you don't even get four wheel drive. Um, 18 combined miles per gallon. Pretty poor. Um but this is what I like about it. I'm going to read the bad and the good. The good, good dimensions, 6,000, right? Driver friendly interface with controls. So you have a, a driver like Derek Carr who can drive, and you've got some good interface like Derek Carr and, and Waller. Stout frame and stout body because you have some stuff and a five star safety rating. Um, but the bad, the looks could be bolder. You know, I'm still going to go there. The, the team could be better. It has a limited lineup. So I think, you know, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, they're going to be. Uh, limited to their coaching and their quarterback. Uh, No long bed models. So when it gets to the really heavy lifting, they're going to come up short. There's no factory tow package. So I don't think the offense is going to be able to carry the defense or the defense is going to be able to carry the offense. And it does not offer the V8 engine, which is going to make it come up short against engines like a Charger or a Bronco or a Pontiac Chief. Brandon, you've been reading pamphlets all day.
0: Uh, like, I like that. it. No, I like it. I, honestly, the AFC West is interesting. I, uh, I, I don't know what to make of it. It'll be those four o'clock games when they're on, on the West coast. I think those are the ones that I'm going to try to tune
1: into. So they'll be must uh, watch. Yeah. The other part sure. about that, John, is they are, there is a new model that people don't know much about. So that's why you could say, you know, the Raiders are, they're kind of a new model this year with.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Adams. It's like, they've got some familiar pieces, but they were good last year you know they made the playoffs you know so so we'll, we'll see how it goes but all right we're gonna get a break in real quick because i keep forgetting to do these um during our other episodes but right on the other side we'll do quotes with pat so stick around
2: Is ready for uh, quote time. Yes. Quote. Yes. quote for those quote. of you who
0: haven't heard our quote segment before, Pat's going to read us a quote from an NFL figure. Um, and we're going to try to guess who it is. Cause it's usually a, a really funny goofy quote or something like
2: that. So. All right. Well, this quote says we want to protect our quarterback better than that. But I must say he's as tough as a $2 steak. Now. Um, I've never had a $2 steak, but I imagine it's pretty tough. Um, you know, it depends how you cook it. True, true. If you get a, a I mean, nice... You got uh, to
0: pretty much souve that thing to even have a chance at a $2 steak. sous uh, vide. I mean, awesome if you got there. a steak
2: sub at the Polkadot for roughly $4, that's still pretty tough. Yeah, I bet you but, a steak sub at Polkadot costs like $15 right now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, this this coach talking about his quarterback was a player that we argued whether they were a generational talent or not, but no. happens to have one more ring than the player I was vouching to be a generational talent.
0: So it's, not, was, one. it's, not, so it's not Dan Quinn, right? No. No. So it's,
2: so it's the guy who, wait, say that one more time. So we want to protect our quarterback better than that. But you should know. Blank player is as tough as a $2 steak. So, so the player
0: that we were debating over uh, being generational was Matt Ryan, but it's not him. It's somebody who has one more ring than him. Was there another yes. player that and we were and a Super arguing? Bowl MVP. So was there another, was there another coach that we were talking or another quarterback that we were talking about being generational, like Matt Stafford or something like that? Is that yeah. down the right path?
2: Excessively, excessively average. Looked like our, 10th grade English teacher Mr. Carpino. No. Joe this Flacco. coach in reference. Yes. Yes, oh, oh Joe Flacco. Harbaugh. Okay. Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Yes. 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 Nice. So that is Mr. John Harbaugh. Nice. Joe Flacco is as tough he as does, a 2 dollar steak. He does
0: look like Mr. Carpino. That's, that's hilarious.
2: Mr. Carpino, if you ever watch this, we miss you bud. Hope you're doing well. I thought you were going to say
1: elbow. I thought you were going to say Joe Flacco looks like a 2 dollar steak. Uh, that's nah, he, not too far Joe, off either.
2: It, he's looking like he's looking like a snack. Joe Flacco is that nice Italian DNA. But anyways, um, all right. Quote number two. Quote number two. If you believe unbelievable things can sometimes be possible, I think that's pretty special that we have a team that constantly believes and believes in each other. This man's a big time believer. He made the state of Florida change its public school athletic guidelines to allow a homeschooler to play college football at the division one level. Big time believer.
0: Tim Tebow?
2: Oh, is it Tebow? John's on tonight.
0: Hey, dude, this has been you the entire time. That's like the first one that I've gotten right this entire time we've been
2: doing this damn segment. Hey, man, he's <laughs> a man of faith. I didn't want to pick one with God in it because that would give it away. But um, yeah, <laughs> that's I mean, that is on the run where he did. Um, what is his name? Is it Demarius Thomas? Is that the, yeah, on the, the guy slant against the Pittsburgh yeah, Steelers? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, props to you, Tim Tebow. Um, Peyton no, Manning came in with the exact same roster and threw for like 53 touchdowns <laughs> but whatever um, <laughs>
1: why does that not get talked about more I don't think they get talked and about and then it. they didn't
2: even win the Super Bowl and it took Peyton throwing more interceptions than touchdowns for that team to win the Super Bowl the NFL is a strange strange place boys. It, is, it is but anyways alright all right. I got one for you here alright last quote here we go no I got two more I got oh two you more. got two more okay yep We've seen some of the greatest athletes fall because they've tried to take shortcuts. I'm not going to call any names, but we talk about guys that were at the top of their game that people just idolize. They looked in awe, and all of a sudden you see them come tumbling down because they take shortcuts. I think it's more rewarding when you do it the old-fashioned way. So um, this is from a player. Um, played. So he played in three decades. Um, quarterback? You know, No. Ray Lewis? No. no wait he was a non-quarterback okay. non-quarterback that played in three decades and is arguably the greatest at his position of all time
1: okay gary rice
2: uh, uh, mississippi valley state yeah yes okay but oh was that yeah. right
0: yeah nice all right sorry pat you don't really confirm it when we say it wait like- <laughs> who got it right it
1: was Brandon. It's, it's Jerry, Jerry Rice. Rice.
2: Yeah. Hey, Jerry Rice hey, doesn't hey, take shortcuts, man. He was having thousand yard re- seasons at like thousand yard receiving seasons at like I 42 think, years old.
1: I just thought of his route running because he never shorted or or messed up a route. He talked about that in his like the devils in the details, even in route
2: running. Hell yeah. And he was talking about his, his dad was a bricklayer and it taught me discipline. Um yeah. I grew up on a farm and I have absolutely no discipline. All right. Um let's <laughs> I have one more. Let's make sure we play like the effing mystery NFL football team and not some effing D phallus team. That's what I want to see tomorrow. Do we understand what the F I want to see tomorrow? No, let's go eat a goddamn snack.
0: I love this one. I actually know this one. Brandon, do you know who this is?
2: No, I don't this know is like this a is. famous
0: clip from hard knocks. This is like the best hard knocks clip ever. Oh, oh,
1: oh, Hugh Jackson.
0: No, 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 no. Okay, no. so they were in camp with the Jets.
2: Uh,
0: who do you? Who do he's you got th- a cameo,
2: and that's my boy with Adam Sandler. A very large cameo, actually, like a, a surprisingly large cameo. Like this Is guy has Rex to have, like, he, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh
1: yeah. man,
2: let's eat an effing snack, dude.
0: I love that. Yo, quote. he that, eats so much. That, <laughs> makes, that clip makes me laugh every single time it pops up. Like, I watch it every single time. He's, like, so angry. He's like, let's go get a freaking snack.
2: <laughs> I'll read it one time without the... Uh, uh, should I read it and then you can bleep it out or no? Yeah, yeah. Read it, read it and I'll bleep it out. Let's make sure we play, like, the fucking New York Jets and not some f***ing dick lab team. And that's what I want to see tomorrow. Do we understand what the fuck I want to see tomorrow? Now let's go eat a goddamn snack.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so funny
2: all right well that's just about going to do it
0: for this one you guys know where to find us on twitter at up podcast uh remember to rate review subscribe swipe right whatever you're doing um super like, <laughs> super <swipe> like. Right. <laughs> uh, but thanks for all the positive reviews we had a nice positive one uh shout out to uh spicy p. spicy
1: p mvp it was really Most nice valuable uh, we
0: appreciate it um and uh yeah so we just we just try to talk bills keep it light-hearted not take ourselves too seriously or anything yeah. like that so glad that you guys are are enjoying it well uh we'll see you guys again on friday so look out for that episode and uh yeah thanks for listening everybody uh be safe and go bills go bills, go bills.